This episode brought to you by Jackbox. Get five hilarious party games in the Jackbox Party Pack. Did you just hurt yourself? No, from the creators of You Don't Know Jack. Now on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Steam, and more. Go to jackboxgames.com for more info. Welcome back, freak fans. I'm here at a clearing in old Wilson's Creek. The sun's just about to come up, and I want to catch a few words with the Sheep Squatch before he calls it a night. Sheep Squatch! Sheep Squatch! Eh. Sheep Squatch, hell of a night you had out there. Really took it to the local population. What's going through your head right now? Thank, thank you. But first of all, I'd like to thank the great Unholy Father. He's really watching that. for me from down there. I give all, I give 110% for him. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a great night, you know. Bah. You, you know, got, got off to a little bit of a, a rocky start there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheep Squatch, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to ask you about here. Uh, early in the evening, bad weather. Weather's a factor. Uh, you've got you got uh, low low clouds, a uh, little bit of rain, bah. really cutting down on the visibility, really creating a lot of background noise, makes it hard to be heard thrashing through the woods. Yeah, you know that's that's what bah. that's what they say about the the rain. Really, it it, it dampens the sound in there. <laughs> I gotta I gotta tell you, you know, I mean, what, what people don't realize is it gets really slick bah. in there. And then you know when you're trying to run fast, speed creates a lot of sound. You know, and 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 it's bah. It, bah. it's hard to do that when you know it's it's raining as hard as it was. But it cleared out. You know, and I think I think we had a good second half of the night. Bah. <laughs> Do, do you feel now? I've heard this from some other cryptids. Do you feel like the uh, the rain builds a sense of tension? Do were you able to to capitalize on any of that? I mean, I know that we've had uh, no less than four isolated cabins, uh, two of which parents out of town. So you've got children in an isolated cabin. I don't think it gets any better than that. Take it from there. You know, I, I, people people like like to to think that you know the the weather plays a big part in it, and I, I don't know that it that it does too much. But you know, I just take what what the unholy father gave me, and I and I use it, and and I, I just try to go out there and give one hundred ten percent. You know, that's that's all you can do. It's all you can ask for. Now, sheep squatch, you were really moving there, and I don't think you took a moment to realize that you actually got two of those children to publicly soil themselves today now and we're gonna be watching the replay on that forever but you know I and mean, you're gonna have all week to go over the film and you know look at me you know second guess yourself but you're good there are some real gems I think you really got some highlight real material out of that tonight yeah I, I don't I don't ever go into that I don't ever go into that I don't ever go in bap bap I don't ever go into it thinking about you know the film or the highlights or I just try to I, I just try to, to to leave it all in the woods you know bap <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been really really tough coming back from a torn ACL and everything, and and I, I'm thankful for for what I've been for for what I've been blessed with. Well, Sheep Squatch, I'm glad you brought it up. Now, since you came back from that injury, which in a lesser cryptid would have been career-ending, I notice you're playing a lot more of the subtlety game. You're no longer going for the jump scares. You're creating a more subtle feeling of general unease before you really pop off and scream at those children and those adults. Uh, are you worried it, by doing it that way, you're giving them time to arm themselves, get ready for that, because we all know what happened and we are still mourning the loss of Bat Squatch? 
no, no, sir. You know, uh, Fat Squatch was a great friend. Uh, he he was a brother of mine back uh, growing growing you know, grow, growing up. You know, scaring together in the miners, and it, you know, it, it's just another skill that I that I have that I wasn't really fully using back when I got to the majors. You know, the major scares. R- risk is part of the uh, of the game. Any given full moon, anything can happen. And, and, and Bat Squatch understood that. Well, I don't want to keep you all day. I just have one more question. Uh, persistent allegations of uh, performance enhancement. Oh, you know, you know, I, I'm I sorry, could, I gotta hit the I gotta, I gotta hit the showers. You got time for just one more. I mean, a lot you know, of. I, I, I mean, really, uh, but thank you. Uh, thank, inside thank Squawk has already got and a. Uh, and oh, I appreciate all my friends. All right, thank you. Bad, bad. Well, th- there you have it. Sheep Squatch coming off another career high night. Two children publicly soiled. Three adults frightened. Police called. No one believes a word of it. Really well played. Sheep Squatch at the top of his game. One of the best we'll ever see. Stick around after more post-scare analysis for the European League's Totzelworm is up to bat. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, folks. I am David, the Sheep Squatch Floor. And I'm Dave, the Loudmouth Sportsman Stacko. I'm the Loudmouth sp- the thro- Throwman. Yeah, Throwman Ball. Uh, welcome to Blurry Photos. Hello, everybody. We are your one-stop shop for all your weirdo paranormal analyzation. And that, and, and that analysis. Anal, analis, analisting. How, um, how are you doing, Flora? <laughs> Whoa. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Clearly. Um, do, you, do, you feel, do you feel rested? Do you feel like, I mean, you know, we always know that there's weird time dilation. So we're just a, a few days off, you know, from uh, our, our magnificent trip to, uh, to Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. Our, our Farley Norn. It was such a Farley Narn. It was a glorious Farley Narn. Yeah, I, I I don't know that I'm rested yet, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm in that same boat. I uh, I had some stuff I had to do when we got back, but boy, I, I've just been sleeping every second ever since, because we, we hit it hard. Yeah, and I was listening to the old episode where you said, hey, we're going down to Bloomington, we're going to meet up with some fans, we're going to get sh- faced and then and we're gonna like party the night away and we did yeah i didn't realize i was <laughs> psychic I, that is exactly what happened uh which was would not have been possible without uh clairvoyant katie and family True. uh also zach and Catherine. <laughs> right jay nathan couch yep um man we had a freaking blast well, i did right, flora how did how how no, are you i had a great time I, I just forgot that uh you know when i was drinking uh while while we were hanging out that even though i was drinking beer it was yes bourbon beer yeah and a and lot of it, a session beer. And, and and i'll say this they they have amazing breweries in bloomington it's was, a cool town pleasantly surprised but yeah. um it, it hit hard <laughs> And I was I was pretty well out of it all of Sunday. You were a trooper though. Like we you you just had like a thousand yard stare going and I did. Ugh. I was I was like uh I was like crusty functional. <laughs> like I just was just I was just not having anything. I got did we talk about that? Did, that I got accosted by a uh a hunt huntersman. I don't know that we that we said it yeah. uh, and recorded it on the trip. I don't know what we recorded. To be honest, I haven't. Uh, this yeah. has it has come out already yeah. to you guys, but for us, due to the old uh, uh, time dilation, I haven't even 
touched yeah. the audio yet. So yeah, there was just a guy who had a whole bunch of really racist ideologies and and standing was, in line at McDonald's. Yeah, right? and he wanted to share them all with me, and because uh, I'm I've, I've got that kind of face, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, but it was it was a gosh, what a what a beautiful town. Yeah, what great people and uh, the Krampus uh, Nacht Festival. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, to Krampus, Krampus Night, as it's technically known. Sure, I, I I I'm looking forward to how it grows. Yeah, because it, it, it's got to. It yeah, it uh. is. Well, I mean, it is already a ton of fun, and they there were so many people that were there that uh, it has to. That's I agree. Like it just it's going to get bigger and bigger because people really enjoyed it. Lots of people brought their families out. Oh yeah, it was a great uh, time for families. I feel like, but and in tons of Krampuses. Oh yeah. So many well done costumes, but I'm looking forward to like one of the guys getting those, those recurve legs. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. The I stilt things. I thought and, about that too. Yeah. I want to wear some shin pads <laughs> and get, get me some, some naughty stickers and it was just a great time. So yeah. 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 And we're, uh, we're just now, uh, getting back on track and, uh, and we're doing so with uh, a fairly decent show, I believe. Oh man, is it? It is a, it's, it's really exciting. Flora, Flora, what do we, I mean, I always like to, I love this dumb thing where we pretend you haven't looked directly at the title of the episode. <laughs> so let's just dispense with it. So you know it, we know it. We're doing Petra, the uh, Christian rock band from Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, started in 1972 and and they just won't stop rocking. Uh, I think that they, they may have finally called it quits in 2012. Can't tell. I don't know that a lot of hits, a lot of good times. Um, and we just want to talk about that tonight. Is it really Christian rock? Oh yeah. Oh, I thought it. I I, I thought it was a, just another heavy metal because every time we do uh, a subject on here, there's always a heavy metal band that has that name. That's true. Yeah. I just assumed that Petra was, you know, like a hair rock or something. They're willing to go so far as hard rock, and I think in the '80s they might have been uh, a hair band. Well, they've been around that long. Oh, oh yeah. No, they started in '72. Wow. Yeah. And Christian. Yep. Yes, they are. Um, yeah, cause I think, no, I don't think they were ever really a hair band. I think they left that to like winger or no striper. That's who I'm thinking of. I don't know. Probably winger too. <laughs> That's right. You thought we were joking. Nope. We are talking about <laughs> Christian rock. Well, tonight. I looked up the page to make the joke and then I just kept looking at information. Uh, no. How about the ancient Stone City of That's Petra. right. The ancient uh, uh, city of rock itself. Wait, wait, what's the pink city in the desert? Is it, what's the book? Oh, this? Petra. The yeah. pink city. Oh, I was right. The pink city of the desert. I've got, uh, I got this nice book all about Petra that I picked up from a local uh, book fair and uh, thought it'd be fun to, to go into this. Um, yeah. Now, I would say off the top of your head, the most likely extent of your knowledge of Petra is that they used it as a uh, uh, a location in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The final one. The final, yeah. The final last crusade. The, the final oh, scene. Yeah, not... The, not the, uh, no, no, it was the final last crusade. The last scene of the final crusade. Right. Sure. <laughs> I really... Because it's going to gnaw at my insides, I want to get this out. We built this city on rock. Uh, <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> It was just going to fester inside. Yeah, of me. no, no, no. Lance it. We built this city. Put all that creative pus into the podcast. It's uh, we're <laughs> we're going to talk about what Petra is, what its origins are, and uh, what happened to its people. Yep. 
Why is it a lost city? Well, it's found it. Yeah, because it's damn hard to find. We'll start out here because, I mean, this is a, um, uh, we haven't hit a, a good archaeology uh, ep- episode in, in a little while. So right. uh, we're, we're about due for, for a lost city, a, a, a magnificent man-made structure. Maybe man-made? Oh, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think uh, I think you're going to like this one, and we'll do our best to uh, do it justice. Now well, I hope it's our best. I mean, right now I'm just going to try really hard. I'll give you an overview here. I'm going to start out, though. Do it, you tough guy. I'm going to start out with the Pym. It seems no work of man's creative hand by labor wrought as wavering fancy planned, but from the rock as if by magic grown, eternal, silent, beautiful, alone. Not virgin white like that old Doric shrine, where erst Athena held her rites divine. Not saintly grey like many a minster fane that crowns the hill and consecrates the plain, but rose red as if the blush of dawn that first beheld them were not yet withdrawn. The hues of youth upon a brow of woe which man deemed old two thousand years ago. <laughs> Match me such marvel save an eastern clime, a rose-red city half as old as time. Ooh. Now, that, so was that a Cab Calloway reference to Minnie the Minster? <laughs> the Manny the Monster. So goes the 1845 sonnet by English Bible thumper John William Burgon. Burgon, 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 describing a city he had never seen, but whose tales of splendor found even him in 19th century London town. <laughs> Popsy diddles. <laughs> Man, we're on a roll. I want, I want, uh, uh, honey bear. Let me know if I did that right. Yeah. Dark lemon. Where are you at? Yeah. I, I probably did that uh, perfectly in Britishly. <laughs> my, Called my plus fours scuffed. Cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> how British am I? On a scale of one to chuffed, how British am I? You are the very pigeon shit on Trafalgar Square. <laughs> oh, you've made me so happy. <laughs> That's, I'm just stealing the super ego. Like, oh, yeah. don't steal. I did it because I love it. Called the Rose Red City and several other names throughout history, which we'll go over. Petra is an ancient city located in present-day Jordan, just east of Israel and a little northeast of Egypt. Egypt. It's unique because the vast majority of the city is cut into the facade of the mountains there, with the mountain Jebel al-Madba overlooking it and Wadi Musa before it. Well, again, we'll go over some of these names later. But much of the architecture remains though erosion and natural disasters have taken their toll. And what has remained is a fantastic example of Middle Eastern slash Mediterranean architectural blending. Is, um, is, is small arms fire considered a natural disaster? Is that? Uh, yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. It was inevitable. Yeah, I mean, the bullets are made from metal. It's getting awfully bullety out here. I should take shelter in the veranda. Super ego. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was all me, bruh. 
Uh, it's also uh, a great example of early water engineering and mm-hmm. just a good old-fashioned lost civilization. Yeah. What makes it fun for us, besides the cool archaeology, is the mystery surrounding it. Who built it? Why? And what happened to them? To Tell leave. us! Tell <laughs> us now, damn it! Yeah, history. Where's your people? I'm gonna Where's shake- Petra? I'm gonna shake the ancient out of you, history. What happened to him to leave such a magnificent place like this as just a ghost town in the desert? Much has been learned from excavating the site, but only suppositions have been made as to who lived there and what the buildings were used for. Some fun explanations have certainly been thrown out there as well, and we'll be looking at them as we talk about this captivating legendary site. Oh! A UNESCO World Heritage Site since 1985. That's right. Just like Nazca, so you know it's safe. Oh, God. <laughs> That's sad, because it could be by the, the the time we're done recording this, it could have been bombed <sighs> to hell and back. True. Well, actually, you know, Jordan is a, a very, uh, in, in the midst of that maelstrom, Jordan is a very safe and stable country. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they're actually doing very well. And it's, uh, I read an article about six months back about how normally it's very difficult to travel to Petra because it's a tourist destination, lots of people there, but it's like ghost town now because people are afraid of the entire region, but Jordan is actually very secure, Hmm. very safe. I I dare say you might be treated like a king if you went there right now. Yeah. By the, the locals who, you know, need the money. Yeah. So there you go. Check it out. That is one of the things that I found when, when I was reading about this place, it's tourism has exploded since I think 2007. They did a, an effort to kind of get Petra out there. And also there was this vote of like new world wonders and, and it made the, the, the cut. Lo- oh yeah. The, the seven new wonders of the yeah. world. And- so it has gotten, gotten a name for itself. And, and uh, you know, like you said, Indiana Jones, I'm sure has helped that too, but I want to talk about the etymology of this real quick. Okay. And then we can get into the histoire. It's um, French history. Petra comes from a couple of places. Uh, it comes from Latin for boulder or shaped stone. Comes from Greek for a large mass of rock. And comes from Arabic, albatra, meaning rock. Even our buddy Pliny named it in his writings. Oh, Pliny the Elder, the old pervert. <laughs> the old history perv. Y'all, 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 y'all. The old manuscript writing, place traveling thing describing some bitch. <laughs> you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I feel like Pliny has is crossed some sort of imaginary line with us that that we are at some point going to have to do an episode about him. He he has kind of become the new Carl Young, Captain Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is because he just keeps showing up describing things in his way. <laughs> old whiny Pliny. Mm, I thought it was okay, but it was awfully warm. <laughs> I didn't actually go, but I heard they had beasts there who breathed noxious fumes. Catabla mm. oh. puss, I'll catabla pass. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like a sh- Yelp reviewer, (laughs) (laughs) but for history. (laughs) Part of the reason the city was quote unquote lost for a while was that it was called several other things throughout history. Egyptian accounts called it Pel, Sela, and Seir, although the actual sites of each of those are just in that general area. 
Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, and, and we'll run into this more and more of people claiming they found it, but they they use a different name, and everyone, it's it's just like saying, "Oh, I I found Portland," and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, everyone knows where Portland is, bro," but he actually like found the entrance to to Narnia or something, but he just had the wrong name for it, you know? Like there was <laughs> that kind of happened a bunch in that in that time, and there was and that I think it was that confusion that kind of helped keep it hidden. Yeah. Roman historians, however, referred to it as Rechem, which if if you spell that with a Q in Hebrew means having many colors. I, mm. I, I could be wrong, but I tried to look up, you know, the etymology of that word and something popped up that said if it's R-E-Q-E-M, that in Hebrew apparently that means having many colors, which, as we'll get to, does sort of make a little sense for this place. Yeah. But... Um, Joseph and his Rechem coat. <laughs> his having many colors coat. In in either instance, so it's thought that Rechem was never actually meant to be Petra, that it was confused with the city of Kadesh, which was a place mentioned in the Old Testament. Rechem was supposedly inscribed on a rock wall by the entrance to the canyon that led to Petra. And there there are some pictures of it. Yeah, and there are pictures of it, but it it wasn't definitive proof uh, of the early name. And you can go back there whenever you want and see that inscription now. Uh, no, you can't. You can't. They covered sorry. it. In, they built a bridge and ended up just pouring concrete over the whole thing. I mean, they knew what they were doing. They took pictures before they did it, but they were like, <laughs> we really just want this bridge. So sorry. F-ers. The way I uh, imagine it, because they said it was on the wall opposite of the entrance to the gorge that you walk down, which we'll get to, to get to Petra. I feel like you're coming out of Petra and you, you're, it's like, wreck him this way. Oh, you know, Aqaba, yeah. that way, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Albuquerque this way. Albuquerque down the street. Buzz Bunny know. sticks his head out <laughs> with some locals and moves on. What's up, Rock? Nice. <laughs> well played. Agraba, that way. Oh, Make nice. sure you can survive the Arabian nights, the Arabian days. That's what I should have done. I can't sing. I can just do the backup. No way. You can't sing. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait. Speaking of singing. Oh, God. Just a PSA that has been changing our lives. Go ahead. And I think I already said this on the other, on the last episode. Yeah, we might have. But in case it didn't, in case it got edited out because I went on some sort of racist tirade in the middle and Flora had, as I often do, as I often do, and Flora has to edit those out, do yourself a favor if you have a moment and uh, YouTube uh, Red House Furniture. Yeah, just click on the first one that pops up there. It's Yeah, you're welcome. It's it's just, it's silly good times. Yeah, it's just a silly great local commercial. And that's our, that's, that's our YouTube recommendation. Yeah, and they, they have a, there's a little theme song. It goes at the red house furniture. Yep. I That's think it. I screwed it up that Boy, time. It, I'm so glad we're giving this much time to it. And this in a car with, with four dudes for an hour, <laughs> making sure we got it right. And I don't have a reason for that, but it was that good. But Flora is a great singer. Uh, one more thing here in the writings of Diodorus Siculus, a uh, Greek historian of the first century. Coolest BCE, name in this podcast so far. Siculus. 
Petra was a description of the city as a rock fortress, but not a proper name. So Petra was just uh, describing it. Oh. How about them apples? I do How about like them those Greek, apples. Greek apples? I do like those apples. Let's get into some history then. That's, that's a little bit of the, the etymology to confuse you some. Yeah, I like it. We've come to know that the city was most likely settled and constructed by the Nabataeans, an Arabic people who grew to control trade routes and caravansaries in the region during the first centuries BCE and CE. Right around that old millennium, Petra was settled perhaps as early as the 6th century BCE by merchants and tradesmen, and even then perhaps earlier by farmers and nomads. You nomad, bro. Evidence of Neolithic habitation has been discovered in that area too. Mm-hmm. So it's been around for a while. The problem with it, with its location, was that it was like almost, it had a lot of good stuff going for it. Oh, but you died of thirst. Oh, <laughs> but you died of thirst. It was situated really advantageously along trade routes. There was arable ground around it, but the problem that they had was water. Um, and it came in two forms none at all. Or and a nine foot tall wall of bl- of foamy death. Those were the two varieties of water they had. And so while there is a lot of historical evidence for people um, kind of moving through the area, it took the genius of the Nabataeans to finally say, hey, maybe we can use all this stone to our advantage. Maybe there's a way we can harness this uh, arid slash flash flood prone area into some sort of average of habitability. Oh yeah. Like you said, it was, it was at this junction of the main caravan routes for spices and silk and frankincense, probably people, copper and, and gold and out of course, frankincense. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't be trading if we, if we didn't have a good supply of frankincense. I, it's, if there's one thing that Gustav Faber <laughs> likes, it's just that it smells so good. I, <laughs> I anoint myself weekly. Mm-hmm. That was the kicker, though. Frankincense was the real deal. Holyfield there, yeah. Like they they had that locked up. But this is uh, you know this is old Silk Road times, right? Yeah. So you people are just buying drugs online and and, and using bitcoins. Yep. And they uh, they were right, like you said, right in the middle of. I mean, you go south, you get Egypt. You go east, you get Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and even you know, if you go north, you're you're going to head to either China or Greece, <laughs> right? So, how are you getting China there? Well, you got to wrap around uh, Saudi Arabia. If you go straight east, you're going to jump into the Gulf. Yeah, you have to go. You have to just go a little little north through Persia, up and around, unless you went south. But then you'd have to to go by boat. That's true. But yeah, you, you're right. It, like you, you pop just a little bit north, and then it's just due east. Yeah. And then if you went west, it's Greek town. Yep. It's all Suvlaki. And columns. And people yelling. <laughs> <laughs> but any hoots, this was the kingdom of Edom, which is mentioned in the Bible around there. And when that came to an end, then this, is, this is when the Nabataeans took up residence, and that's when they began to thrive as a trade center. And... um. Like we said, there was there was a number of reasons for this. The the position it was it was in a great militarily strategic position. Yeah, yeah, I'll say when you got a mountain yeah. at your back, 
that's one thing. Yeah, these guys these guys figured out how to live in a vault way before Fallout came out. <laughs> yeah, you just got a big gorge that funnels everybody to you one way. Oh man, yeah. Every yeah, no matter how large an army is, it, it can only stand so wide right. as it comes to this gorge where you just contain you command all the high ground. And if you get on top of this uh, this kind of plateau where the where the gorge you know is is where the mountain and the gorge kind of meet is is open there, but going opposite way of the mountain, you've got this big valley. You can see anybody coming from. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it was it was great for that. They you know they had this uh, stable economy from the trade that was coming through there. They had a pretty stable government at the time, but chiefly, like you said, was this water management. By the way, um, in, instead of uh, Turkish murder holes, they had uh, Jordanian slaughter pits. That's that's it. Yeah, yeah. Pet, Petra Killing Gorge. <laughs> they used dams and aqueducts and cisterns so much so to control this water that came in with these flash floods that they basically created an oasis in what would otherwise be described as a desolate, rocky, fucking wasteland. Yeah, I'll remind you. I, I may, maybe I haven't said it yet. The other thing but I that will. they made sure that the spice flowed. That's what helped them. And and they knew that whoever controlled the spice controlled the Silk Road. Absolutely. Um, They'd send their worm riders out after uh, enemy tribes. I mean, no wonder they built into the mountain. Yeah, that was a, the the best place to mount up. And <laughs> and the other, I mean, you know, it, it is like the it's sandstone. Yeah. So it is soft. It's not hard to. It's a curve. chisel. Yeah. Which is why all those gorges and valleys existed in the first place. Because water was all, mm, is it easy? Fine, I'll do it. <laughs> water the Elder. <laughs> water uh, the Elder. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, go to the website, check out, uh, I'll, I'll put a link up there to a great site that has some really good pictures on this. But, yeah. Uh, sit and look at these pictures for a while. They're, it's, it's a gorgeous look place. Look at them. <laughs> Just look at them, damn it. I think it looks about as close to Mars as you can get on Earth. Yeah, it is. It is a very Martian place, and there is a, a kind of um, magic. Yeah, it's like this kind of magic. Got a kind of Martian magic. No, uh, it is. It's very otherworldly. It's it's just such a strange place because there's these blind canyons walls, and and everything is very. It's all water carved, so everything's got this very smooth flowing feel to it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's this this harsh juxtaposition of these this this very intricate and large scale carving that there's columns and and uh, it's just amazing. It's just such a cool um, a- example of what people can can do when the alternative is death. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also a bit of an example of um, what you can do when when you have wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you're, you're in a stable economy and, um, and don't have to worry about crap. Yeah. They probably didn't even have student loans. No student loans. I mean, everybody was a tradesman. Yeah. The sculptor's union was, uh, out, <laughs> yeah. out of control. They ran everything. <laughs> the Masons. The, uh, the carvings of the buildings in the red sandstone indicate influences of Hellenistic style, which is Greek style, uh, and Ptolemaic Egyptian and we'll describe a few later, but really, once once you're at a computer, definitely check these out because the words words can't really do it justice. But uh, Petra survived attacks. So that's the end of the episode. Goodbye from some warring neighbors, but couldn't survive what Dave? Fl- 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 cholera. 
They were pretty good with cholera as a dry climate. Well, they couldn't survive the Romans? They could not survive the might of Rome. Oh, I was right! Roman rule took over in the early 2nd century CE. The city continued to be a jewel, and the Romans expanded the buildings there and incorporated their architectural and aesthetic style. Um, That is from the, they took over from the Nabataeans, that is. Uh, like you say that as though like the Nabataeans like went off shift and they're like, hey, good night, Nabby. Good morning, Roman. <laughs> they high fived. <laughs> it was a bit like that. <laughs> how how are uh, how are things with the wife and uh, Germany up there? Yeah, don't even ask. Don't even ask. Told you not to bring that up. It's a different time. In the third century, though, it began to decline due to Roman trade routes being redirected to other cities and uh, the trade routes becoming more sea-based. Mm-hmm. In the 4th century, a major earthquake wrecked a lot of the city. But worst of all, it mangled the water infrastructure. And then it happened again in 551. A judgment by God. <laughs> by God. RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> and... um. After that, people just peaced out. They were just like, forget it, man. That's that's it. We've had enough. Too much earthquaking. <laughs> and Not enough love making. Also, I'm thirsty. So thirsty. <laughs> they left the city to the new kids, the Byzantines. Mm-hmm. Christianity was introduced and many buildings were made into churches. Earthquakes remained a problem. And uh, the city was sparsely inhabited from then on. Crusaders came and went, Bedouin nomads came and went, robbers and thieves, highwaymen, mountebanks came, <laughs> went. I was a highwayman, down to Petra I did ride, <laughs> with some Romans by my side, many a handful of crushed old sandstone I got in my eye, but I never found uh, any water to drink. <laughs> uh, now. The, the Bedouins, I particularly enjoy. Because, Why is that? Uh, there was, um, well, I mean, because it was a largely abandoned city at that point, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of uh, rumor about it. And I'm sure the earthquakes didn't help. It didn't help because that's a real wrath of God thing. That's a, a y'all done f***ed up kind of explanation oh, yeah. at the time. When you're building inside the earth and the earth just decides to uh, yeah. eat you. Yeah, yeah. Even the dwarves don't have that problem. <laughs> um, so the Bedouins. Uh, so they they find this place now. There's there's a rumors that it's full of treasure. Oh yeah, I mean you because it's so abandoned. It's a ghost town. They don't know. You know, there's there's probably ghost stories and shit floating around. And 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 I'm I'm jumping ahead a lot here because I'm realizing as I tell the story that the Bedouins, as a group of people, have been around for a very long time. And maybe the early Bedouins did set up there, and maybe they they started. You know, maybe they hid some treasure there sometimes. But the reason I bring them up now is because in modern times, one of these carved edifices is riddled with bullet holes <laughs> because the Bedouins of the of the 20th century were like, oh, there's treasure in there. And the only way to get it is to shoot it out. <laughs> and they would just open fire on this, these sections of the carving. Yeah. It was, it was, it's carved like an urn. Yeah. And this is the style. There's many buildings that have this facade. They have a little urn kind of 
yeah. on top of you think of um it's like the 500 point thing at the shooting gallery <laughs> you think of the uh kremlin how they've got the onion domes and stuff like that well on these buildings their onion domes were like these urns that were on on top of the you know the the structure underneath that was their like capping yeah. uh, ornament and there was uh, apparently a legend floating around that if not Solomon uh, from the Bible, if his right. treasure wasn't stored in there, then it was um, the the treasure of uh, Sul- Sultan. Yeah, Sul- Sultan Bedwinner. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Sultan Bedwinner. Hey, if you're Sultan, <laughs> you're winning some beds. All right. It's true. You did win some beds. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> you got um, me. You got me. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. But they thought that since this urn was such in such an unreachable place, it's on this flat facade of the mountain of, of this gorge. I take it back. These Bedouins weren't dumb. They were video game players. <laughs> they were like, that right up there? Yeah. yeah. There's coins in that motherfucker. <laughs> there's a legendary in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's, yeah, I'm going to get a bobblehead up there to help my perception. I, uh, I'm not sure how high up it, it was. It's... So 40 high. meters. Does that sound right? 40 meters. That's 120 feet. That's pretty. It up was there. two. It's a, it's a two story building, but the stories are tall. Uh, I don't, that seems like pretty tall. Cause the story is 10 feet approximately. Oh yeah. But these, this is like super stories. Okay. So, Cause you know, the doorway yeah. of these things was like, right. 10 feet tall itself. Right. And there's, there's some, there's some fun, ridiculous supposition that comes as a direct oh, yeah. result of that so oh yeah oh yeah it's gonna get swifty uh i, I don't well know. whatever I don't. it is it's it's, it's high. tall uh and they they shot up the this urn it's just this one place because it, this might be part of it it's called alkesna ferun which means shoot me for money shoot the urn for money you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called Dave's a jackass. <laughs> oh, um, it, it translates roughly, I think, as treasure of the pharaoh. Uh oh. So it's it's just yeah, it's ingrained. Many a Bedouin went looking for that gold. I was a Bedouin and shooting shit all day. I rode. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know this one. You don't know the song Highwaymen? I don't think by I do. the Highwaymen. I don't think I do. It was this super group. That was uh, Chris Christopherson, Johnny Cash, uh, Willie Nelson, and um, oh man, I feel like an idiot that I'm leaving somebody out. Uh, Waylon Jennings. Oh yeah, and yeah, and th- that was like their, their their biggest hit of this country super group. I I can safely say I've never heard that song before. Wow, you are unfortunate because it's a it's a solid jam. I I'm a poor unfortunate soul. What am I, what am I, why am I on a Disney kick tonight? Dude, I, hey, you're, I'm you're okay going fucking Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash. <laughs> no, and I'm no. doing Ursula. <laughs> Ursula, mother Ursula. <laughs> no, I think, I think we're both winning it. I think it's good to do sing episodes. Although uh, I'll say this and listen, I'm not saying we're about to do it, but we are overdue for a musical intro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Does does uh, no? I got the bug the other night. Does, and does two weeks ago count? Because it was it was on the edge. The beer commercial was like no, sort that of, doesn't count because I was That's making a, it up as we went. But I did text Dave when I was working on that episode and I was putting together the intro and I was like, you know what? Blurry photos, country music album. Fucking a right. 
the same song over and over because I don't know many chords or how to play them. I was a total worm <laughs> stealing Scared. German kids all day in the mountains where they play. Y'all should stay away. I was a Russian witch. Stealing kids from forest all Now we might have to actually do that one. I'm like, I was a total worm. That would be a good one. Yeah. I was a sheep. <laughs> Running scares all night. <laughs> I was a talking long goose, <laughs> catching birds all day and night. Too right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, f- it writes itself. <laughs> God, where were we? Oh, you were talking about the Bedouins shooting that thing up. And yeah, 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 yeah. That, but I, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit there. Uh, in Bedouins. August of 1812, Swiss traveler and Orientalist. An, ori- an Oreo enthusiast. An Oreo enthusiast. Johann Burkhardt managed to rediscover this lost city. No, no, he was white. He discovered it. And it, listen, them's the rules, at least as, as far as history's assholes are concerned. Nothing's discovered until the white man looks upon it. Hey, History Channel, here's a show for you. History's assholes. <laughs> Chronicling white man's exploration and expansion. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until 1929 that it began to be excavated for reals by a team of British archaeologists, however. He had to kind of find this on the down low. Right. That was the thing with this. He fancied himself a Muslim, really, mm-hmm. um, because he, he spoke uh, fluent Arabic. He loved traveling around and bopping in that area. He had heard tales of, of this lost city, but because he was Swiss, yeah. nobody trusted him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the Swiss part. It was that it was the skin color. And, and other people had heard of it, and other people had looked, and none of them had found it. Right. But he just sort of stumbled upon, uh, you know, an, another lead for this, but he kind of had to uh, finagle his way in there. He's like, his name was Geneva Jones. <laughs> he was, <laughs> uh, he claimed he had to perform this rite of animal sacrifice, I think. What? And had to travel to, I guess, Petra to, to perform this, uh, oh. this rite or something. And, and so the locals were like, uh, okay, yeah. we'll take uh, you there. Let's go, and they did. But he was sly. He was like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and rubberneck on my camel." You know, right. like I'm not gonna just stare at every building that I pass by. So what he did was he he went to the uh, the treasury, the the Al Khazna, and um, just sort of like took it in for a second, kept on going. I think he went to one more place, but then like he went and did his thing. He he had to stay in character, right? Or his ass would probably be shot and right. left in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he he came out of there and was like, guys. Yeah, I like to imagine that as he's walking, you know, he's walking away. It was like that that slowly like walk, then a little faster, a little faster, and yeah. then he just books it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never believe what I found in here. Ah! I was able to fool them by saying, I've got to kill this animal. And they were like, Oh, you want to go to the place? And I was like, Yeah, I've got to go to the place, but I don't care about the place. I wanted to see the place so much. I totally cared about the place. <laughs> so I guess that's Swiss. Sure. Swiss German, whatever. So, fun fact for you 
I love fun and facts. Do not disappoint me, Florida. You ever uh, you ever heard of this guy? Lawrence of Arabia? What? Thomas Lawrence of the British Army led a revolt of Arabs in Petra against Ottoman forces in 1917 and was very successful. Way to go, Larry. Have you seen that movie? No, I never did. Really? Yeah. It's worth a watch. Really? I liked it. Okay. I, I think it. the ending is a little effed up, but uh, that's all I'll say about that. It is what it is, but does I thought it, it was a pretty good movie. Does it Does it turn out that um, he was dead the whole time? <laughs> dude. Yep. Dude. Not going to have to watch it now. Spoilers. <laughs> what they don't tell you. Lawrence, Ghost of Arabia. <laughs> Arabian no! Ghost <laughs> from the British Army. He'd haunt you all day. His tea was Earl Grey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. It's good. Good stuff. This is a fun musical episode. Told you. It's about rocking. That's right. We're rocking out in this one. Because of Petra. So that's that's kind of the history of, of Petra for you. Yeah. A couple of a couple of highlights for when you go and visit there, and you will go and visit there. I'm telling you. I've been telling you for months. Useless superpower. Uh, forced tourism. Whatever I suggest, you visit. To get there, you got to go through Al Seek, which translates as the shaft. <sighs> it's a gorge that winds its way through the Wadi Musa that is Valley of Moses. Yep. Yes, that Moses leads to the Moses. <laughs> it leads to uh, Al Kaznaferon. Uh, the what we what we already talked about to you. It's this building. It's got six Corinthian columns in the front. Uh, very Rich gorgeous. Corinthian columns. Um, and it's what's got this uh, uh, urn on the top. Uh, it's hard hard to describe, and I, we're not going to sit here and try and describe every every little facet of everything. But it's got uh, Amazon's carved in relief on the mm-hmm. uh, on the outside. Who who were the goddesses? Shoot, I didn't write this down. One of them was Tyche, and Mikey. The, the other was Bah. I cannot remember the other the other one. I, I forgot to write it down. But uh, but anyways, it, it's a really really gorgeous facade. Like I said, the doorway is huge. You you don't need that big a door to walk through. <laughs> no, it's got. And, and apparently, when you walk inside, it's a little disappointing because it's like one decent sized room and then a small room to the left and right, and you're done. <laughs> um, another place to visit the amphitheater. Yes. This was a this was a cool little thing. Now you you may have seen these uh, these types of amphitheaters in pictures. Um, the the things that are carved into the hillsides, uh, it slopes down. There's con- concentric half circles uh, that you sit on. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, stone seats, and then it's got the little flat place in the bottom. Now, no, the interesting thing about this amphitheater is actually it has grown over history, um, and was actually carved out of older tombs. Yeah. And so there are portions in the, I guess what you call the seating area where you can see the rectangular chunk of where, where a tomb used to be. And someone was like, nope, we'd much rather watch a show. That someone was the Romans. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we got a lot of blood sport going on down here. Sure love to have something other than yeah. standing room only. Yep. Uh, sorry, sorry, old T- bones. Tombing room only. <laughs> Out you go. Nobody <laughs> needs these old bones anymore. That's right. You ain't so using they- them. They expanded it from about five to eight hundred seats to about eight thousand. Whoa, that's a big jump. Yeah, that's uh, I, I'm, <laughs> maybe I got that wrong. 
anyway, is it it's, that big? I mean, the picture that I it, saw. That's what it says. Um, in the book. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it. I I think. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they they can cram people in there, and with each semicircle that you add, it adds a ton more people. Right. But uh, yeah, they you know they would do their pantomimes and their gladiator fights. Maybe I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it could be that many. I don't know. That would have to be pretty packed. It's it's tough to tell scale. Oh yeah. There's no bananas on there. Nope. Zing. But that's a cool place. How about the high place of sacrifice? <laughs> that sounds like the last place you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's the top of the Atuf Ridge, and you you definitely have to walk up a diabolical staircase. <laughs> 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 just, it's just constantly a, whispering you, trying to lead you astray. Just a dick kicking staircase that you that you go up there. Well, I think it's above top secret. It's uh, it's up on on top of this uh, gorge there, and they definitely performed animal sacrifice up there. It wasn't a place for public, a lot of public public stuff. It was very small. Yeah, that's because where all the weird shit happened. No one wants to see that, except for everyone. I uh, got a got a cool place called the Silk Tomb. Mm. You, you heard of this one? That's where I left all the silkworms. I'm sure they're fine. They're coming up Millhouse right now. It's basically just a. It's another place carved into the into the rock, but. In in that particular section, it's got such a lot of um, stratification in the rock. Uh-huh. It's it's just plain gorgeous. They also call it the Rainbow Tomb because of the different color uh, horizontal bands that that uh, are going through the rock. Now, if you look at it, to me, it looks like somebody just painted the side of Jupiter on there. Oh, that is awesome! Yeah, it's even got the uh, the, the storm eye. dot. Yeah. yeah. But that's uh, that's part of this the the allure of this place is the the stratification in the rock, all the, the little bands that are beautiful, sedimentary, and sedimentary stones, so beautiful. And then uh, then you got the colonnaded street, which was built in Roman times, running down through, basically splitting the city in half. Uh, it's got these what remains of the base of uh, a, a big row of columns on mm-hmm. either side of the road, and uh, the remains of an arch. At the at one end of it, looks like it might have been a really cool looking thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a bitchin' boulevard, son. Those are those are some of the heavy hitters, man. It's it's like tomb after tomb after tomb after tomb after tomb, and most of them are carved into the mountain. Mm-hmm. Some of them are have been built. Yeah, there is some building going on with blocks of sandstone. Yeah, you can see that even in uh in in in, in some of the ones that we've already. I say it like as though we've been showing the two, but some of the ones we talked about, you can see, well, yeah, there was some construction on the outside. There's some really interesting ones where they'll just like carve the front of an isolated, really giant rock. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just like just carved out of nowhere. So that's kind of cool. They, they, they got, they got busy in there. And that is one, one thing that's really up our alley too. These big rocks that they carved uh, by themselves, you know what they were called? What? Gin blocks. Oh, 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 it was thought that they were carved as dwelling places for Nabataean spirit guardians. Nice. Why not Zen? And they would, they would do this for, for these rocks. Uh, this is how this culture originally started, uh, paying homage to their gods, to their spirits, to mm-hmm. the other world. They would take a big thing and carve it down to this, uh, smaller, but, but 
nicely carved, <laughs> yeah, just nicely sculpted piece. And uh, yeah, gin blocks they they would call them, and that uh, they uh, started adapting some of the other uh, cultures' style, the aesthetic style, which is part of the coolness of this place. Yeah, is that you get this blend uh, of different styles, and then they started anthropomorphizing the their deities. Yep. They they did have uh, deities that that were different from most of the stuff in in the region. Although it's thought that they were based out of the the cultures in Arabia. Well, I and mean, at least that's one theory. That that is one foreshadowing. The number one stunner for them was uh, Dushara, the Lord of Life, mm-hmm. compared to the sun itself. He also goes under the name Oratat Dusares Dushrat. <laughs> sorry uh no one's remembering any of those other names <laughs> everyone's remembering the gay ancient god douche rat uh then then he his female aspect his 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 wife his his bay his uh shoddy is shoddy the nabataean female fem- feminine deity um just called a lot which basically means the goddess how much um, how much did they like her uh, some, <laughs> but she, she took on some more names and adopted al which means the powerful. She was uh, connected with the moon, uh, Venus, the evening and, um, uh, water and fertility. Uh, yeah. Then some other deities, Atargetes and Manat, although al a lot, uh, could be the same thing as Manat could be her sister too. Mm-hmm. Sort of, sort of fuzzy on that kind of stuff, but that's, uh. That's who we were dealing with. Water was a big thing to these guys. So these guys were big on uh, being personifications of the water, being a personification of the sun, Mm -hmm. being a personification of fertility. So that's what's going on with with these guys. Or is it? Is that all that's going on? I think that's all. I think we can move on to Sucolo Sound. Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. That's right. Oh, no. What's possible? I don't even know <laughs> yeah. what's possible. You know what's possible. Search your feelings. You know it to be probably <laughs> not true. Search your feelings. <laughs> yes. Let the hate flow through you. Like water through sandstone canyons. <laughs> All right. So people think aliens did it. Yes. Yeah. Jump, jump it out. Yep, that's I don't I can't think of a more gentle way to the, break it. The to you. A-horse takes the lead. Yeah, it's it's there. Uh people think that um you know, the, the usual oh everything's done too precisely all that. Um they take issue with the size of the entry doorways in some oh, of these areas. That oh, well, why would they? Why would they why be so would big? They? Right. Um and then there is the 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 notable thing that their gods were different than the the rest of the neighborhood gods. That, oh, yeah. they, that there was some sort of transition there in their theology owing to the fact that mystical star children came down and taught them how to make the most rudimentary rock shacks and then left. And water engineering. And water engineering. So that that is, uh, truth be told, uh, actually at the end of the day, there isn't a lot of like kooky, ooky, spooky with this. True. Um, I had to kind of dig a little bit d- just to find what I did. And it's, and it, oh, and there's, there's also some bad archaeology, some bad history that people use it like, oh well, um, if the Nabataeans, you know, if if the, the the these people were nomads and suddenly they know how to expertly work rock, well, you just just skipped about seven thousand years of history with that, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Um. 
but mm. but that is you know oh but mm, that doesn't seem right you know it's that kind of bullshit right and that's and you hit it right on the head it's it didn't happen just because you read one sentence that said they were this you know yeah the, they the, were this kind of people yeah, they and were, then the next sentence they were nomads and they were Nabataeans like well which is it <laughs> Obama <laughs> it uh, a, a lot of time happens in there in fact the water engineering. Um, they they said they they have found evidence of uh, old cisterns and tanks and stuff that they may have been experimenting with. Mm-hmm. If not in Petra, it was the it was another one of these like little town over. Oh yeah, and that things, is but- that is hard won knowledge. You, gosh, the, and think about this: if you want to run and ex, you know experiment, if you have an idea for how to store water, you got to carve your little idea out of solid stone. And then hope it works, or you wasted all your time. That's right. And that was a that was another thing too. The carving these things, you had to have a plan going into it. Right. You had to be precise because you screw up. That's the, yeah. the facade, brother. Right. Yeah. There's there's no d overs. You can't. Yeah. You can't add more. Just some sandstone plaster and put it back up there. <laughs> Glue it. Um, Glue it. Use toothpaste. The gods not being the same gods. Uh the here here's here's the canon i'm shooting from the egyptians were as far away if not closer than the greeks right uh israel israel was up there is is right next door i mean it's there was no shortage of people who knew how to work stone well i i'm just talking about who they worshiped oh i see what you mean and then uh, you've got uh, cradle of life up up there the tigris euphrates and and they're they're all jumping around with Ahura Mazda and Zoroastrianism. Yeah, exactly. The Babylonian gods there. Um, and so, and, and again, I think that is also a um, an inaccurate but low-hanging fruit for them to grab because every region's gods are different. You know, like you can, you can say that about anybody anywhere and it doesn't really hold any water regardless. I mean, I, I and we've talked about this before. I always get fussy. Like a when little, it gets late. Like, yeah, like a little adorable toddler that needs a nap. Uh, because whenever there's the, oh my God, look at this amazing achievement. Ooh, aliens did it. It's <laughs> just, it just, I can tell. Yeah. It's just, it's something's not right there. F- you man. <laughs> let, let, let people be ingenious and let, let history be full of examples of people doing things no one thought was possible. And let us be uh, amazed that we, d- in this day and age, aren't sure how it happened. Yeah. Let that happen. I don't think there's anything about this place, as magnificent as it is, I don't think there's anything beyond the scope of hum- human skill. Right. Yeah. But because it's a mysterious place. It's old. It's got to be full of squatches and... You know, it's the whole thing. The faucets are all squonked. It's it's got to have nothing but crazy shit. It's haunted all day. Yeah. Well, one thing about the doorways and and some of the architecture itself being so huge, giants have been thrown oh, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people have tied this maybe to like the Nephilim or something. Maybe. I mean, there were quote unquote giants. I mean, um, Go, uh, Goliath mm-hmm. was, uh, I think, according to the Dead Sea Scrolls, six foot nine. Hmm. Pretty tall, but not oh yeah, crazy well, town tall. He doesn't need the, the doorways like this. Another fun fact: according to the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, David hit him not in the head but in the leg, causing him to fall. Then they got him. Huh? Interesting. Those Dead Sea Scrolls—they see me throwing, scrolling. They hating. 
Gonna catch me right and dirty. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew you had something. It was worth the wait. Right and dirty. We don't have a, a heck of a lot of evidence of the history of this place. That's another thing that lends itself to the to the mistois. They have found some scrolls, or at least in the past, some scrolls are found, some papyrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, these were apparently records or of contracts and things like that. I think it was just beyond. They stumbled into the old um, f- uh, file depository, the stacks for for Petra's certified public accountant. In inscriptions are w- rare, and some think a few writings were lost to erosion that were on the the walls. Not yeah. surprising, and maybe that they use stucco on the walls. Put your eyebrow down. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Huh? Hey. Huh? Hey. Huh? Oh, both of them now. Hubba hubba. Even historians of the day couldn't agree on what the hell it was called, though. Right. Yeah. Because again, there was so much uh, vagaries. Well, it was a missing city, and there were so many other uh, towns around there. Again, because that region was not a bad place if you could find a way to solve some pretty fundamental problems. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, it seems like it's been around for a while, even then. Yeah. Kind of like Gobekli Tepe was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the, some of the mythology goes along with the site. It was supposedly the site where Moses struck the rock to make water gush forth during the journey to the promised land. Boosh! Wadi Musa. Yeah. In the Valley of Moses. It's also the, uh, the high sacrifice, mm-hmm. high place of sacrifice. Uh, the site where the altar where Abraham almost sacrificed his son. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like they're just piling on at that point. It, it feels like they might also have the uh, mummified head of Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they, they. And also, this is where um, suits of invisible armor are kept. Uh, and one more thing: Moses' brother Aaron apparently buried nearby Mount uh, Harun. I think it's Harun. Harun. So that's some of the the mythology that's that's sprinkled yeah. in with it. Like I said before, tombs, tombs, tombs. Everybody says, "Oh, this is the tomb of uh, such and such. This yeah. is the tomb of such and such." I don't buy it. No, I don't buy that this place was a city of tombs. Yeah, of mausoleums and whatnot. I'll bet you. I I can see other people once it's abandoned, using it for that. Perhaps maybe doing some after the fact carving. There was plenty of that going on, right? So, but yeah, people don't just build tombs. That they have to spend a lot of time managing and working on. Yeah, Especially I, not I, the I, desert. A lot of people do. What? The Egyptians. They don't have to continuously look after it. Oh, that's true. And, and live in it, they though. They set it and forget it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that they, they would do this in, in the desert either, yeah. where efficiency is the key. You don't spend time. You, you, you just It's not something you want to spend the time doing. You want to spend the time surviving. Yeah, that's true. Anyways. And you mentioned Indiana Jones. Of course, yeah. it was. It's that final scene where he rides off. What kind of man shall pass? Well, it, uh, let's see the the penitent man. Penitent man kneels, kneels, kneels. Swing, swing. He's made it. He's all right. <laughs> you were named after the dog. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> Put that on the bingo card. <laughs> So that's that'll do it for you. That's Petra in Boom. a very rocky but beautifully carved nutshell. Oh, oh! And now I, uh, I have to tell you the secret. What? What is that? Well, I don't know if you uh, see that little round thing sitting sitting up there on that uh, rocky cliff. Oh yeah, it does look a little suspicious now that you point it out. What you need to do is take your rifle, uh huh, and just start taking pot shots at it. 
Because if uh-huh. you hit it, it's going to be nothing that comes out of there but puns! <laughs> so it's a pun shower. <laughs> it's like flash dance, but with puns. Laura, why don't you go first? I think I went first the last 500 times. I'll do that. Let's see. What do I have? How about this little known factoid? There was another group uh, that, that, uh, that moved in, and it, was, and, and it was this group of ancient crustaceans. Oh, wow. That like to live in the desert, actually. Uh-huh. And they brought their water with them. Sand crabs. Yeah. They were the Crabateans. <laughs> nice. Now, unfortunately, they died out because um, later on, they found that uh, excavating that area, they could actually use that it crushed sandstone as a really powerful fuel supply. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Petroleum. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... I, I mean, I gave you first ups because sure, that was no, such yeah. a great, yeah. I tried to take a left turn on, on mm-hmm. some of these. I, I didn't do too well, but uh, I do have one more here. It's a place where people carved beautiful buildings into the tallest mountain. Oh. And spirit was channeled and managed through mental cisterns and networks. This was Tibetra. Oh, nice. I like that. You know, um. The uh, the first really permanent people to found Petra as it was, they actually were nomadic up till then. They were a people who were accustomed to running up and you know getting a little handsy with people. Oh, really? And then and then making a very rapid escape before that person could do anything about it. They were the they were the grab and flee ins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the dusty flavor of puns, my friend. It eroded with time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Flora. Oh. Flora, seek the high ground. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's a flash flood of <gasps> Lister Mail. Garble, garble, garble. All right, kicking it off. I think... Ooh, if not our longest standing fan, then top three. Yeah. I mean, up there. Uh, if there's a council of Elrond, <laughs> he gets a really sweet ass chair. That's right. Uh, Peyton Bob. Yes. Um, writes the following. He says, Dave and David, your last episode. Wink time. Uh, reminded me of a story. Uh, when Karen Sue and I started dating 30 years ago, we got off to a rocky start. Now, this sounds like he's setting up a pun, but it's actually just a fun story. Okay. This may be due to the location of our first date. I was trying to come up with something different um, than your typical first date location. So after some thought and more than PBRs, I hit upon the perfect spot. Myself, along with Karen Sue and another couple, met up at a cemetery at midnight with a Ouija board. Oh. Now, do you think that's pretty spooky, Flora? I think it's pretty spooky. Well, it's not spooky enough for Paint and Bob. Oh, no. I'm sorry. What was that, uh, uh, Paul Bear? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, once there, we found a fresh grave. The name on it was Martha. You think that was scary enough? I, I think it's it's really at the top of the top of the chart. No, they can do better. Oh, no. And we stomped on it and cussed at it. He writes, please remember that Painting Bob was at this point young, dumb, and full of a beer. <laughs> And then, I mean, all I'm saying is that I've never gotten so drunk that I tried to pick a fight with the other side. <laughs> um, then we just, then we set up the board on it. Uh, since this had been all my idea, I decided to be the first to ask it, uh, as it turned out, the only question. Who among us will be the first to die? Paint and Bob. Now, 
clearly this works out because you've been married for 30 years, but dark, dark shit. <laughs> All right. Going right for the heart. It's not like Blurry Photos is in a position to offer dating advice, but saying this is, may not be reproducible in a laboratory or a jail cell. <laughs> um, uh, so who among us will be the first to die? Without hesitation, uh, the planchet shot immediately to the letter U. This ended uh, the Ouija session, and we all decided to play a much more exciting game of hide-and-seek in the graveyard, during which Karen Sue caught me smooching with her best friend behind a gravestone. Oh, snaps! Peyton, Bob! You are all over the place here, man! <laughs> well, time passed. Karen Sue and I are happily married and eating steakums. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I, did you just hear my nitro-burning funny car hit the mud bog? Just, <laughs> Steakums. Each Friday night for 28 plus years, and we have lost touch with the other couple. And I am not sure that I want to know the state of their health anyway, since I'm the first that is supposed to die. Mm. Some things are better off not known. So saith Peyton Bob. That was a fun story, Peyton Bob. Wow. Well, if you are the first to die, then at least you've, uh, it's let you live a hearty life. Yeah. Um, uh, on your tombstone, it says Peyton Bob. He knew it all along. <laughs> we'll have to see if that uh, if Karen Sue's friend shows up and weeps over his grave, <laughs> or or if the cycle perpetuates itself and some drunken horny teenagers oh, come no. in and <laughs> f- with his grave. <laughs> That's how Martha died. <laughs> it's a cycle. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I think that Peyton Bob would be okay with that. <laughs> Get a little kick out of that. Yeah. On the other side. All right. Uh, thank you, Peyton Bob. Uh, Dave, we've heard from the Zamex. Whoa. Zamex. Zamex. It's like a like a pill you take when your sinuses are all mm-hmm. clogged up with paint. He says, I hope you guys weren't verbally pummeled for your possession episode. We weren't. Yeah. I got away with it. So, Scott so free. far, so good. Scott free. Nothing could happen. The statute of limitations has run out says, I, I think most of the people who've gone through a supernatural experience expect people not to believe them. I'd wager that most of the people who smash down that caps lock and demand belief aren't the people who've actually been through something terrible, just people who'd like to make, be able to make the claim. Well, same is often true of people in war or victims of abuse, any real serious trauma. I don't know. That's... Yeah, true. It, it could be. He says, any whore, I noticed <laughs> the sh- shadow people... Uh, sleep apnea, hypnagogia phenomena seems to pop up in many of the beliefs, fables, and legends. I think it's relatively safe to apply a five-second rule to determine whether or not it's sleep apnea or hypnagogia. If, after five seconds, uh, and you literally are counting to five, if if the scary thing hasn't vanished to find someone else to startle, then you have a more serious problem on your hands. Maybe a demon ghost pirate or, or a serious delusion. Also, after five seconds, it's a good time to run like a bitch. Ah. If I woke up to Goth Mothman staring at me, leaning over me as I sleep, I'm going to have a stroke. And if five seconds go by, the results are guaranteed bad. (laughs) Either I'll be ripped to bits, collected in a bag, dragged to hell, lit on fire, then thrown in a washing (laughs) machine, or worse, Goth Mothman's going to run his fingers through my hair and whisper, I just love to watch you sleep. And then little Peyton Bob's going to run up, stomp on his grave. (laughs) Make out with a girl. Oh, true. Good uh, good observations there, Zamex. Yeah, thanks, Zamex. Got one from Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Uh, he writes us, uh, first-time writer, and he, I'm the Randy Freebush fan from Facebook. <laughs> Freebush 2016. I love Randy Freebush. 
Uh, Chad Wanamaker wants you to know. (laughs) Uh, One thing about the Denver International Airport, somewhere he read that a story about a guy who got lost looking for a bathroom. He ended up taking the elevator down. When he got out, he found empty halls and eventually a bathroom with giant urinals four feet off the ground. Look it up. The urinals four feet off the ground, you're going to have to look up and stand far back because it's going to come right back down on you. Huh. Yeah. Uh, another fun fact, uh, one thing about MK Ultra, I uh, said, check out the film, The Banshee Chapter. It's a horror film about the program. Many of the people on LSD trips said they all saw the same thing, which they called The Banshee. Check it out. Oh. So, yeah. That's interesting. Awesome. I'm into that. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. I got one here from Jim. I feel like all gyms should be like Big Jim or Tough Guy Jim. Like, they should have a name name. All right. This one's here from Tough Guy Jim. Whoa, this guy's tough. Watch out. Dave, first of all, look out. Oh, sh**. hey Watch out, mama. <laughs> Some karate. Huh. Uh, regarding the Flatwood Monster, Jim says, I've got another pro-Al data point. Al's stink. Oh. You know who doesn't stink? Todd Wanamaker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all. Somebody's been saying I don't smell good. I have hygiene. That damn old Tom Wanamaker wants to think he's better than everybody because his car's all pretty and it's got all the wheels matching. Fuck you, Wanamaker. I'm, I'm, Randy, I'm Randy Joe Freebush. I ain't afraid of nothing. This ad approved by Randy Joe Freebush. <laughs> I'm Randy Freebush, and I, duh, I approved this ad. I just made it. <laughs> was was Randy Freebush on... Was that his name? On uh, Was it Randy Freebush? Yeah, I think so. It, was he on the Maury Voynich show at one point? Did he get beer stolen from him? Maybe. You may. Um, so back to, to Tough Guy Jim. Uh, owls eat skunks. He says, my daughter was startled by an owl in our chicken coop, and her description of it was, it stank like Satan. Like Satan. <laughs> like like the father of lies himself. Like the shadowy hand that touches us. <laughs> like the great unclean. I felt as if I were in the presence of the Lord of Flies. The loosener of alternator belts in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Now, to second guess myself, he says, I would be a little puzzled by how a group of kids from a small town in West Virginia wouldn't recognize the smell of dead skunk. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. Thanks, tough guy. Thank you so tough. <laughs> tough guy jam. All right. How about Daniel? How about Daniel? Yeah. <laughs> he writes, hello, friends. Hi, Daniel. In the middle of the psychokinesis episode, uh, I had to take a moment to say if you guys uh, make a shirt that says never f- with Richard Feynman. <laughs> I will buy 11 of them. Oh, wow. Okay, that's not true, but I will buy one. <laughs> oh, well, that's a lot less than 11. I love very few things in this world as much as I love hearing Feynman explain things. Check out the YouTube videos. Amazing. Also, read the following link about how he picked every lock on site at Los Alamos Research Facility just because he could. F***ing <laughs> A right. Richard Feynman did? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, he see? He did it. He did what everybody does. He gives me his cool nickname at the end of it. Oh, shit. Says thanks, Daniel. Except from now on, you may call me Ferdinand. Better name. I agree, Ferdinand. Hello, Ferdinand. Thank you. And Ferdinand. and uh, yeah. Feynman is a bad motherfucker. You yeah. might my, my favorite Feynman story is uh, after the Challenger incident. They had all these hearings, and everyone was arguing about what could and couldn't happen, and whether or not an, a gas seal could fail in certain cold temperatures. And they've got all these scientists at this hearing, and they're all screaming at each other. And he just 
takes one of these O-rings that they've got there and just puts it in his ice water. Pulls it out, snaps it like a dried twig. Feynman <laughs> wins! Feynman for the win! Yeah, he, he is. You should never f*** with, Ryan, uh, with uh, Richard Feynman. Yeah. Thanks, Ferdinand. Uh, thank you, Ferdinand. <laughs> I, I called him Ferdinand. Ferdinand. All in there. What you got, Flora? Dave, we've heard from uh, actually a friend of mine. You don't have any friends. Oh, God. Is I, it for I, me? I I'm had your this friend. planned for I'm so long. I'm your friend. And he just, I, I didn't even expect it. You undercut me. Oh. No, this uh, got, got one here from Nathan Cotter. Oh. Nathan, uh, Nathan's a good friend of mine. We went through some uh, improv classes together. Right. Nathan's a, a comedian and a singer in Chicago. Hell of a nice guy. Very funny. You model American? He is, he is a one hell of a model American. We once killed a hobo. <laughs> we once killed a hobo. Oh. And we laughed and we <laughs> laughed. No, we found these uh, bottles of wine that were like three feet tall. <laughs> it was like a yard of wine that they were selling at Walgreens. It was. It, it Did was, you buy them? I, but we both bought one. <laughs> of course. How do you not buy a yard of wine? True. <laughs> Good times, good times. But he has some mundane superpowers for us. Bring it. And thanks for listening, Nathan, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Appreciate that. How about this one? You can come back from the dead if you die while having a boner. Res erection. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You I, in- I really do like that. I like boner jokes. <laughs> <laughs> How about you inherently know if the movie Minority Report <laughs> is on TV tomorrow? Precognition. Precognition. <laughs> I've got precog precognition. <laughs> it's also called milk bath site. How about you can fire a blast of energy from your hands, but the equal opposite reaction is you sh your pants. <laughs> it's called Hadouken. Hadouken. The Duke. <laughs> the Duke. I would still do it. I would be ha- I would wear really elegant <laughs> fancy adult diapers and I would go f up. Just loading and my then- pants and unloading on the city. Oh, that'd be great. I'm a hero. Don't touch me. <laughs> the Dukin. I like um, that. You'll be Dukin all over the, yeah. all over the place. Uh, how about that superpower where you turn into your sister? Ugh. Metamorphosis. <laughs> Zing. And one more here for you. Bring it. You can read the minds of your fellow lepers. Teleprosy. Teleprosy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And by the way, you have leprosy. Yeah. yeah and you got that going for you, too. <laughs> uh, thank you, Nathan. Those thank are you, awesome. Nathan Harry. Cotter. <laughs> Mr. Cotter. All right. I, I got one more for us. Already? Uh, from our friend Tyler. Oh, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler writes, hello, Davids. Hello. I uh, just finished listening to the Flatwoods Monster episode. Good. Uh, the listener mail person of the show caught my attention as I, uh, too, am a Tyler with a dire need for the cleverest of nicknames. Well, you've come to the right place. Well, I'm not currently in a bathroom, kitchen, or school, I have set foot in all of these places, so I have feel I have a kinship of sorts with other Tyler. Growing up as Gen- a Ty- Janitor. Growing up as Tyler Taylor, I've dealt with a number of nicknames, T-Square, T-Bone, Ty, and my personal favorite, you son of a bitch. Oh, my mom used to call me that, <laughs> and she, but she was a classic self-loather. Oh, she never did that. I had to do that because my mom listens. No, 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 she's great. I love you. Uh, nothing too interesting about me. I've been a car salesman for four years. And after six years, uh, after six years as a cop, so I'm officially the most hated man in America. No, no, no. That's Adam, the worst man. <laughs> I've submitted a couple of times before through email. Hosen founders of the Turd Mines, Five Dibbic Box, 
someone for Rod October starring Phallic Baldwin. (laughs) 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 That's a pretty good one, too. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I seek your help, please. Help me find the coolest of nicknames that doesn't rely solely on my initials. Thanks in advance, Tyler Taylor. Well, Jailer Taylor, he was a cop. You could just call him Soldier Spy. Tyler Taylor, Soldier Spy. I like that. Uh, how about Tyler the Gator Hater Taylor? Just hates them gators. He hates gators? He's a real buy you some bitch. I mean, I'm just trying to think of something that's so far from alliterative to tease or mentioning his first or last name. You know, kind of like the mill rat. Oh, mill rat. Tyler, where are you from? Maybe that'll help us yeah. uh, get your name there. Yeah. We'll ruminate on it. Yeah, Tyler the Thunder Pinky Taylor. <laughs> That might work too. Yeah, I kind of like Thunder Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Or Soldier Spy. Soldier Spy. Yeah. Tyler Taylor, Soldier Spy. So there you go. Thank you, everyone, including Taylor, Taylor, Tyler, Soldier, Soldier Spy. Spy, the Thunder Pinky. So- Soldier Spoiler. Paint and Bob, everybody, Chibble James. Chibble James, especially. <laughs> Chibble James, you write a lot. Now, what you could do is head on over to blurryphotos.org. Check out all the fun stuff on there, including links to our Facebook page, which we are over the Octo Hill. We did it. We hit the Octo Hill, though. You can head over to Twitter and follow us at blurry underscore photos. We need more Twitter followers. Yeah, that's a fact. That, that's just a that's just a plain ass fact. Mm-hmm. An we're ass not, fact. We're, we're not lying. Ass facts. That's ass what you come to us for. <laughs> it's a true, true story. But I might want to come up with some more ass facts. And they're like, they're things that are true, but things that everyone already knows that are just kind of annoying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Columbus discovered the new world. Columbus didn't actually discover the new world. That's an ass fact. Oh, I, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. If, you, uh, if you're on an Android. Head on over to the website and follow the link to the Stitcher. Yeah, get, get us stitched up. Get 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 us on Stitcher and and give us a review and stuff or needle pins or whatever they have on there that that you can rate us with. Uh, you can also subscribe on iTunes. That always helps. That's always a winner. Uh, while you're on iTunes, leave us a five star review. Uh, we love them. We they're great. like sweet sweet candy to us. And uh, don't be afraid to write us a note. I mean, get weird with it. Yeah. I mean, let's get some weird ass reviews going. How about this? How about for this week? If you haven't written a re- review and you want to do one real quick. Mm-hmm. What what uh what ingredient would you be in a Dave sandwich? Dave and David sandwich? No. Oh. <laughs> How about but, uh, one rule? No condiments. <laughs> How about uh <laughs> writing for your title, my review and then in the the subject matter or whatever you write the review in, just write Zwarange. Zwarange is good or maybe uh maybe some suggestions for cool names for Tyler Taylor. <laughs> whatever. Zwarange is fun too. Yeah, it'll jams. be up to you how how to uh, how to spell it. Yeah, that's what you do in the title. Just just write Zwarnge, and in the body of it, write Jibble Jams. Yeah, as we as we continue our march to one dildo, one solid dildo. We're eighty percent of the way there, man. We, we sure are. Huge, and huge. You can also help us uh, gather supplies and and fun times like we did for Krampus Knocked yep. by. Go and get yourself a free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. Or get yourself a whole bunch of Bedouins mm-hmm. right right into the uh, the Stitcher Canyon and then load, you'll see, high on a pillar, uh, the donate button. 
just shoot the shit out of it with your wallet rifles. That's right. I don't care if they're one shot. Yeah. But boy, we sure would love some automatic fire. Make sure to check out the ladies over at Candy Chat. Uh-huh. Candychat.org. Because they uh, do care about you, even if they don't know you. They uh, they have already stormed the, the food section of iTunes. You yeah. can help them storm it harder. Yeah, we are we are the, the tippy top hottest position in the new and notable category. However, we are nowhere to be seen in the top 200. That's true. Which is a weird kind of combo. I mean, we, it, it comes and goes, but uh, yeah. lately... Lately, more going than coming. Yeah. So, and and you know that's that's on the We're ladies building, to, to yeah, report. They, uh, they they have a one in the cut. Actually, they need to get uh, out. But yeah, they do. We uh, we'll we'll keep on keeping on. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that that'll do it for this yeah. episode of uh, Blurry Photos. <laughs> I've been David Floored Rose City. Ooh, nice. And I've been Dave. I was a highwayman through the patriotic ride. With Flora by my side. Stecko. <laughs> Many a podcast we had to close down some ways. I was the ending. Across the universe I buy. <laughs> <laughs>